All right, welcome into another episode of Sam and Gabby's Fantasy Football Show with Andrew Bigelow. Another episode with Andrew joining us on the show. This week, we know fantasy football is over, so it's obviously not going to be a fantasy football-centered podcast. We'll talk about some coach firings, though, so I guess that's somewhat fantasy relevant. But our main thing is going to be really going into the playoffs and our predictions moving forward. So let's not dilly-dally around. Let me welcome in Gabby and Andrew, my co-host. Gabby, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited to talk some fantasy football here today. Um, not fantasy football, but actually playoff matchups. Playoffs <laughs> as well, you know. There's some playoff matchups here in the Oregon. Um, just got DFS legalized, so I'm going to dabble in that here in the playoffs as well. But also, I'm excited to talk about play, uh, coaches, some hirings, and excited to talk about who I think is going to win it all. And there's actually some uh, court challenge, uh, peek behind the curtain. We're in Washington State, the, the rest of us on the pod here. There's some uh, challenges in the court system now um, for our betting. So we may get to have a mobile app coming soon to Washington State. We'll see. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. So I hear you there. Um, but, Andrew, welcome. Yeah, in. How are you I'm doing? doing I'm doing well myself, too. Uh, glad we went over gambling before introducing me. But <laughs> Well, it's it all is right. more I important do. than you. I mean, come on. <laughs> I do feel like I do feel like I'm in a better mood than you guys going into this week because I'm the only guy with a dog in the race. My bills are they're hot at the right time. Let's just say that. And I think that they they do maybe arguably have the toughest playoff schedule out of anybody. You could make that argument besides maybe some of the seven seeds maybe have a pretty tough uphill road. But I think that the bills have a good chance to take it all the way. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, no, for sure. We will get into that in just a moment. But definitely. Uh, you are definitely the one, only one who's got a team that's still in the race. Uh, as a Browns fan, you know, tough season, very disappointing. But we got let down a lot easier than Gabby over here. Gabby, of course, is the resident Colts fan. What a week last week. Gabby, how are you feeling after that uh, that wild game against the Jaguars? Uh, you know, one of the worst losses in Colts history definitely the worst loss of, in week 18 history so <laughs> we're gonna have to take that one um not a very big fan of week 18 i think we should go back to the 17 week schedule but other than that we, looking to move forward and just hopefully we can handle some of the business that we need to handle at the quarterback position and the wide receiver position the passing game is awful but i'm excited to talk about the playoffs not about the colts no, for sure. Yeah, and honestly, well, I think you actually can't talk about the playoffs and the Colts. They don't really go together this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think you have a better chance of uh, of pulling for a 19-week season than you do of having to go back to 17, to be honest. So uh, maybe we'll yeah. see that in the future. <laughs> uh, but we might as well might as well jump right into it. You know, let's see here. Um, first matchup in the playoffs. We'll get right into it. I'm gonna have I'm gonna let Andrew get into it. Honestly, I think this is. Uh, I mean, what I was going to say, this is going to be one of the more juicy matchups of this week, but this weekend is only juicy matchups. Bill, or not Bills, Bengals, Raiders. First matchup on Saturday. Andrew, what do we got to look at here? Who do you think is going to win? Take us through your thoughts. 
Yeah, I love that we're starting with the AFC just because I feel like overall they're just stronger. Well, we're I just mean, starting be... with the 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 team that's coming first in the in the in the, the matchup. Feels like maybe first. we're starting with the AFC, <laughs> but I feel like if you look at that's the true. records of both conferences, you could see that. I mean, clearly, NFC teams have a better records overall. I'd say, uh, but you if argue, you. Uh... That would, but I'd argue yeah. that it's been tougher for the AFC teams. They've had they've had mistakes. A lot of the AFC teams have lost to the Jets. I will say that, but a lot of the AFC teams also feast on each other, and I think that overall there's a lot more dangerous teams in the AFC than the NFC this year. But for the for the Bengals and the Raiders, I honestly could really see this one going either way. But if I had to put money on it, I I I'd take the Bengals just because they're hot right now. But I mean, Max Crosby scares me from the Las Vegas side. He's playing out of his mind right now, but I think it's it's hard to bet against the Bengals. No, I can't I can't disagree with you honestly. Um, I think the Cincinnati is the more talented team at every every level, and I think they're coming in as a hotter team. Of course, the Raiders are coming in high off a, a big win against the Chargers last week, but uh, you know, I, Cincinnati they were able to coast in. Uh, they didn't play their starters, and I, I think they're they're just hot and. They're kind of a, a kind of a um, a hot pick right now to to win games, but I just think the amount of weapons they have, I just have a hard time believing that the Raiders, who are a team that, I mean, hats off to them for getting in with an interim coach, first time an interim coach who's uh, taken over midseason has ever taken a team to the playoffs. You know, hats off to Rich Pasacha for that. Um, but you know, I I just don't think they're going to be able to to hang with Cincinnati, who's an up and coming powerhouse in my opinion. And I think honestly. Uh, this is probably the time to to get ahead of Cincinnati because I, I think they're just on an upward trajectory over the next couple of years. So um, I think maybe they lose this or win this game, probably win lose next week, in my opinion. Um, but I still think uh, they are able to take care of uh, Las Vegas pretty handily. Uh, Gabby, your thoughts or at least your pick? My pick, uh, I think I'm going to go. Resident Derek Carr lover. Yeah, Derek Carr, he's no a man. Derek, no one loves him more than you, Gabby. I, I, I love know. that. <laughs> I love that man so much. He should be a Colt. If he was a Colt, would be Super Bowl bound. But um, that's uh, you got to be true. The, the Raiders have been playing playoff matchups over the last three weeks. It's been winning, winning your in versus the Colts versus the Chargers, which was the craziest game of the year on Sunday night football, and now they have to play the first game on wildcard weekend. I think that plays right into the Bengals' hand. They've been had a week of rest. So I do think this comes down to an end. I'm picking the Bengals here. But other than that, uh, something to watch out for would be the running game. I think the running backs are going to be really important, Mixon and Jacobs on both sides. I think Mixon is just going to be a little bit better than Jacobs. So I think that's where, why I lean Bengals on this side. And the explosiveness of the Bengals offense with Jamar Chase and T Higgins. The Raider secondary isn't all that good. Uh, Max Crosby has been getting a lot of pressures this year, but that secondary is susceptible to deep balls and we know what Jamar Chase can do on the outside. So. Oh yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, that's a queen, clean sweep for our pod there. We all agree Cincinnati's going to win. So that means we're all going to look like idiots if the Raiders are able to pull through on that one. So we're in it together guys. That's exciting. Wait, uh, to be fair, though, my heart would be happy if the Raiders won. <laughs> but my heart would be sad because then he wouldn't be a Colt if he won. So, we, you know, 
Either way, I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that statement, to be honest. <laughs> um, next matchup, though, same day, Saturday, second matchup that game. Also AFC. And, I mean, since we're going to just keep everything the same, we're going to also start with Andrew because this game is, of course, the Patriots and the Bills. Andrew, we all know yeah, you're sneakily, the, I the think Patriots we're going to – yeah, I think we're going to end with me as well, I was going to say. <laughs> but I just – I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, obviously, I think I think that New England obviously has a lot of players with a good playoff experience, and the Bills are just getting some players with playoff experience now. Uh, I mean, they've gone to the playoffs three of the last four years, obviously. But, I mean, I don't know how the Bills don't win this game. At the beginning of the week, I was a little bit scared just because obviously when you see Bill Belichick is the next game in your schedule, there's a little bit of a tingle in your spine. You're just you're, – you're scared to a certain extent. But then I started thinking about it. Mac Jones over these last couple of games, he's just – he's not been horrible, but he hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. He's been maybe all right at times. I don't think – they did blow up the Jaguars, uh, LOL Colts. But, uh, you know – I just don't really think that New England has the momentum to beat a playoff team right now where they're currently standing. I think the Bills got them good last time. And judging by the reports, people have tried to make the weather story again, but I don't think it's going to be a weather game. I think they're just going to come out. It's going to be more similar to the second game that they played. And I think that the Bills are going to play their game. And I don't know how the Patriots are going to stop them. And uh, I think the Bills could definitely stop Mac Jones. It's really the thing that's going to decide the matchup is offensively, can the Bills get it done like they should or can, will the Patriots turn that into turnovers their their uh their lack of success into turnovers and that's really the only thing that I could see winning the Patriots the game and for, so from that standpoint I don't know I'm taking the bills obviously that wasn't really a question going into this but I'd love to hear you guys take you know I I just you know I just wanted to want to say to that I'm also picking Buffalo but um I think it's going to be really close I don't. I don't think Buffalo. I, the the way New England wins, I guess. I, I guess I should say it this way: is by shutting down Buffalo's offense, like you said. And you said you don't really you don't really see how they're able to do that. However, we've seen Buffalo's offense get shut down multiple times this year by different teams around the league, including New England in one matchup, um, including Jacksonville in one matchup. And I'm not saying that it's likely going to happen because, again, I am picking Buffalo but I don't think it's a slam dunk by any means. I think it's going to be a really hard fought game, a really close game. Um, and I think likely it's going to be not the highest scoring game either. I think it's going to come down to Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen able to outplay the Patriots defense? Because I think pretty much everywhere else, it's pretty equal. Um, I think the Patriots offense is obviously more of a team run heavy offense than uh, Buffalo, but um yeah, I think it's just going to come down to can Josh Allen overcome the lack of weapons that the Bills might have right now um, in order to score enough points? Because I personally believe their only real weapons right now out there are Stephon Diggs and, I mean, Dawson Knox. But uh, Gabby, Gabby, who are you taking and what's your take on this matchup? Uh, I, I'm taking the Bills just because they have the better quarterback, Josh Allen. He's been up and down this year, but his ups, he's hes the best quarterback in the league if, when he's playing at his, the highest. But the problem is, is that you don't know when you're necessarily going to get from him all the time here, and especially in a cold weather game like this. Uh, we've seen in the elements before how he plays versus the Patriots. It's not good. 
Um, so that's what kind of scares me here with the Bills. But all in all, the Bills are the more talented team, and I think they're the more hungry team. Patriots kind of playing with house money in regards of, yes, they've been on a downturn, but they didn't. nobody expected them to be here with a rookie quarterback. The fact that they're already in the wild card phase, um, I think I think that's a win for them this year. But on the other hand, the Bills, they need to make it to at least a divisional round and lose to an opponent such as the Titans or the Chiefs. If they lose to a, I mean, to a conference rival oh, as a as a Titans, but if the Bills lose to a divisional opponent such as the Patriots, that's going to be atrocious for the Bills overall. And just to counterpoint your guys' argument that the Bills don't have any players, I mean, Stephon Diggs had 1,200, over 1,200 yards rushing. I mean, 1,200 yards receiving. Devin Singletary had about 800 yards rushing. And he had five other receivers over 500 yards. I don't know. I feel like he had enough weapons to be pretty consistent here on this side of the ball. And none of these weapons changed last year. And they had been producing pretty well. So I feel like Josh Allen has the weapons to be just fine, especially when you look at the rest of the weapons in the playoffs. I feel like he definitely has an upper echelon of wide receivers and tight ends. You know, I, I totally disagree. Um, I, you know, 800 and 800 yard rusher is like, I mean, not terrible, but it's definitely not anything like that is blows my mind. Of course, Damian Harris had more yards than that. Just, just under a hundred yards short of a thousand yards for new England. Um, yeah, there's no Patriot Patriots receiver even close to that. But honestly, I think the Patriots have, uh, one of the, one of the least uh, star-studded offenses in the playoffs. So, yeah, when you compare them to the Patriots, you make a good point. Um, they, they have the most superstars um, in, the, in, the, in this matchup. I think when you talk about just as a whole, I still think the Patriots offense from, like, number 53 up to number one on the roster, I still think the Patriots have a better roster than uh, the Bills. But I think the Bills just have the second-best player – or the third best player in the entire league. Um, and those top three players are on a completely different tier. And that's Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is one of the, is probably the second or third best quarterback in the league. And like you said, on a good day, he can be the best. Um, and of course, this is a quarterback centered league. So I think it's just, can Josh Allen uh, beat the Patriots with a really, really good defense on, on his side? Yes, I think he can. Um, but I still think the Patriots have a, a better um, overall staff of uh character or uh, supporting set staff than him um but of course there's the, the superstars um that but the bills have but if you compare the bills to any other team and moving forward in the playoffs they're i think most of their um most of the teams you compare them to they have less weapons personally i mean i i think the only other team that has less weapons than them in the playoffs other than new england would be um probably las vegas or Philadelphia. Derrick Derek Henry is coming back at what seventy percent? Well, I don't think. Have you? I haven't heard that it was seventy percent. I is I didn't know that. That might be true. I just haven't heard that. Well, I'm just assuming that is he going to come back at hundred percent? I mean, like, they still have. They still have. 
come back to be 150 yards. I think my point I think is, is I feel like my point is, you do. even if Derrick okay. Henry's 70 percent, he's still just as good as Devin still, Singletary, and uh, they still have Julio Jones and AJ Brown. And you know, Julio Jones hasn't been who you thought he might be this year, but I still think he's as good as uh, um, uh, Dawson Knox for the Bills. So yeah, I think it, with a diminished Derrick Henry, I still think you're getting as good a weapons. Um, as the Bills on Tennessee. We'll see. I don't know. I feel like the Bills, the weapons, the, they were good last year. Now all of a sudden they're not good when the Bills aren't performing and Josh Howard's not looking as good as he was last year. Maybe he's on the quarterback from the weapons. I never think uh, – I don't think – I don't think – I disagree. I don't think, I mean, we of course talked about this a little bit earlier off pod, but I don't think that, um, I don't think that the weapons last year were anything to write home about. Um, I don't think there was any great weapons on the bills last year that isn't there now. Um, I just think that probably their offensive system, not that it isn't good, but it's just another year that teams get to scout it. Um, even an offensive system as good as the chiefs have been these last couple of years, as teams get to know you get more film on you, they obviously get a little better. And I think at this point, um, the Bills' offensive system has been figured out enough where, you know, the weapons are starting to get, get a little – the weaknesses that the Bills had last year are getting exposed more this year. And Josh Allen is having to do more. I think Josh Allen has continued to improve and been absolutely amazing. And that's why I think the Bills have still been as good as they are, uh, just because Josh Allen does it all, run and pass game, which is, an, which is also why I think Devin Singletary has – been able to be even remotely effective because I don't think Devin Singletary is good. I think that a running quarterback as good as Josh Allen opens that up for the running game up for him significantly. And I'm just, I'm just not impressed with the, the bills weapons um, around Josh Allen, other than again, Stefan Diggs and Dawson Knox. And I would hope that they're able to improve that moving forward, but you know, it's not a, it's not a terrible um, formula to win a great defense one of the best quarterbacks in the league and a couple of really great weapons, you know, they could, they could really do some damage in the playoffs, but uh, that's enough for me on the bills. Andrew, did you have any other thoughts? Yeah. I, I mean, I just want to end with this, that the bills are in fact the most slighted team in the NFL right now. If you look at their defense statistically, this is why they're better. It's not their offense. Their offense is still just as good. I believe. But I think that although it doesn't reflect statistically, it's solely they're just as dangerous. And I think that the real difference is their defense, though. They went out and got that pass rush right. Last game, they had nine sacks. Obviously, it's the Jets. But the Jets came out talking a lot of shit. And they wouldn't be talking a lot of shit if they were expecting nine sacks. So I think they caught, they caught them off guard there. And they also wanted to get that rolling before the playoffs because they knew they wanted to make that a point of emphasis. I mean, it's obvious by the moves they made this offseason. And it's really hard to uh, – bust holes into the bills right now just because Devin Singletary in the run game's coming along. They just found Ryan, Ryan Bates. He's coming along as a guard in the league. He's becoming a solid piece throw line. They're really filling in a lot of these pieces and becoming one of the better teams in the league or cementing themselves, as I should say. And I really, I don't think they're going to lose this game. I really don't think there's any chance that they lose this game in my mind. I think it's later down the road that things get tough, maybe facing a team like Tennessee that they lost to earlier in the season. With a healthy Derrick Henry, that really scares me. No, I, I mean, I hear you, and I, I, I do think the Bills are a really good team who could win the Super Bowl. I'm just nitpicking now that, of course, all the teams are good teams. 
um, that could win the Super Bowl for the most part. Um, but yeah, again, I think they're going to win. Um, but I think there is uh, definitely a world where New England wins, and I, I really, I really think this is going to be a really close game. Um, I think I mean, it's the best game on the slate for sure. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a better game because these teams they know each other so well, and because they split the series, I think people want to see the rubber match. I think I don't know if there's a better game to watch, especially in the AFC. I think maybe you could argue some NFC games. But I'm looking at them right now. I really, I just think that the Bills game is the one to watch. But I am ready for the next matchup. No, I, you know, I, I, uh, I can't argue with anything you said there. It could be the best, but yeah, there are some pretty nice ones in the NFC as well. Um, but Gabby, you said you picked the Bills, correct? Yes, I picked the Bills. All right, that's another clean sweep for the pod. Not a lot of contention there. We could see. Uh, I think we could see that change in these next couple of matchups, but. Um, starting off with the first one on Sunday, we got the Eagles playing the Buccaneers. Gabby, I'll let you start us off on this one. Gabby, give us your pick and your thoughts on this matchup. Yeah, so I'm picking the Buccaneers here to, to win just because of Tom Brady. That's it. Even though he's been pretty depleted on the offensive side of weapons without Chris Godwin, AB obviously not being there anymore. He still has Gronk, his safety blanket, and Mike Evans, an elite outside wide receiver. On the Eagles side, yeah, they've been rested and they like to run the ball a lot, but Vita Vea is back. He just got his new deal. He's healthy, and Buccaneers are really good at defending the run. What you can't do is pass the ball against them. So if the Eagles want to beat them, they're going to have to pass the ball, and Jalen Hurts has been looking good as of recently, but if the if the way the Eagles are going to win this game is Jalen Hurts throws for over 300 yards, um, I just don't see that happening. So I'm going with Tampa Bay here. I do think it's going to be close, however, but I, 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 I just did not betting against Tom Brady. You know, I, I really agree with that. I think it's going to come down to uh, the passing game um, with some of the players uh, for the um, – the Buccaneers injured Fournette in the running game. Still, he's of course still injured, um, or I believe he's still injured. I'll have to check and follow up on that. But um, he was on IR going into the end of the season. Ronald Jones didn't look great. Did I did I hear an update on Leonard Fournette there? No. Okay, I guess I misheard. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, Ronald Jones didn't look great at the end of the season. Uh, Giovanni Bernard also banged up. So, you know, I really think it's going to come down to the passing game for both teams. As, like you said, Tampa Bay has a good run defense, so I think the Eagles will have to pass. And so, really, I just think would I rather have the game be on Tom Brady or Jalen Hurts' shoulders, and I definitely am going to pick Tom Brady. So um, that's really what it comes down to for me. Just I think it's going to come down to the passing game, and uh, I don't trust Jalen Hurts to wear, win, a, win a playoff game with his arm yet. Um, but good for the Eagles for making the playoffs. Um, I definitely don't think that they were probably one of the more um, picked teams going into the year. So um, good on them. Uh, moving on to Andrew. Andrew, I do believe you picked them as a playoff team going into the season. So I'm curious what you think about that this week. I've been a Philadelphia believer. I'm not going to lie. I've been saying for at least half the season, uh, even if it was the back half of the Eagles, even when they were playing bad, I said, I said, this roster is too stacked. They're going to win a playoff game. They're going to get the last first off. 
and they're going to win a playoff game. And now they have done the first part of that, which is making the playoffs. Although it was a seventh seed, they had it locked up. They could have potentially been higher than the seventh seed. I don't think they're afraid of the Buccaneers, though. I mean, the rest of their guys knowing that the seeding was on the line. I don't think they're afraid of who they're going to play. I think they may be afraid of Dallas because they've lost them a lot. But, I mean, they didn't really – I don't think that that's a huge concern for the Eagles right now. I think that the Eagles don't really have to worry about playing Dallas until the last week of the season. I think they're a dangerous team. I think I have them winning at least one game. And I do think that the Bucks are wavering as well as the Rams, who we haven't touched on yet. But the Bucks, I feel like, are wavering. I mean, all you have to do is look at the Jets game. When it's 28 to four, you have Antonio Brown throwing off his pads, running off the sideline. I mean, when have you ever seen a team with that much dysfunction make a Super Bowl run? And the, and not even to mention the injuries that they have to a lot of their star players. I mean, obviously Chris Godwin and uh, I guess Antonio Brown with that ankle. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I still think that uh, – I still think the Eagles are going to win. Yeah, I, I just don't really believe in the Buccaneers team. I think a lot of these NFC teams are frauds, and I, I like the lower seeds in a lot of these matchups. I mean, that's uh, it's going to be Tampa Bay for the pod. Obviously, it's going to be two to one there. Um, but you and that's know, fair to say. I do trust in Tom. I'm I'm never going to bet against Tom, but I guess I just did. So I'm never going to firmly <laughs> bet against Tom. There's a There's definitely. Yeah. Certainly a backdoor scenario there for me. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you almost took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, I just, I just, you know, I totally, I see the Antonio Brown dysfunction. And if it was any other quarterback, I would think they're probably screwed. But, um, you know, we were talking about this last year. Uh, not exactly the same, obviously, what Antonio Brown was crazy. But when Tom Brady um, tried to call the what was it? I can't remember what he tried to do exactly, but he tried to call the the timeout on fourth down or tried to go for it on fourth down. But they had run out of downs last year, and everybody thought, "Oh, this guy's old. He's not. He can't even like get it right. He's not. Doesn't even know what down it is." You know. And then they won the Super Bowl, of course. Um, you know, I just have a hard time believing that Tom Brady isn't going to be able to get it done against what I think is probably the wor- second worst team in the entire playoffs. Uh, right now, um, probably only Pittsburgh is worse than them. If I'm being honest, maybe Las Vegas. Um, but yeah, I just don't think. Do you I think that the Eagles would beat the Cardinals right now? No. Would it be a good game? I would pick the Cardinals though. But I just don't. I just don't have a whole ton of faith in the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles have anything that is really elite, other than maybe their running game. Um, but. Tampa Bay, going back to the matchup they're actually in, is uh, one of the best teams in stopping the run. So I, I just really have a hard time betting against Tom, and that's not very good analysis. But but also credit to Nick Sirianni. He did have an air raid offense that flipped to a power run offense all of a sudden and uh, halfway through the season, and that's where they found success. So I think they're able to do both. Well, what a genius. They he really did exactly to. what everyone in the entire league was telling him to do because everybody I ever heard was saying, why are you throwing the ball so much with Jalen Hurts? It seems like an easy critique to make for a guy who should be slotted to win Coach of the Year, I think. No, I definitely don't agree with that. But um, not the worst candidate, though. He should be a sure. candidate. He should be one of the last guys out there, I think. I think he's, he should, he's one of the top three candidates, I think, to make it. I don't know. That's I mean, whenever you step in as a, as a first-year head coach, you got to give a lot of credit to the guy. He did turn it around. They did make the playoffs. And they are a dark horse team. They certainly could have been higher than a seventh seed easily. No, yeah, I mean, 
Uh, definitely don't um, disagree with that. I do think that I mean, for the most part, I do think they're a little bit of a dark horse team. Uh, they could have easily been higher than the um, than the seventh seed. You're right, but I think that's mainly just due to how terrible their division is. Um, yeah, I don't think they wanted to play Dallas, though. I will say that I think they prefer the. I think if you ask them, I think they would rather play the Buccaneers than Dallas. Yeah, I don't know about that, but Gabby, any final thoughts? No. All right. Well, we are gonna we are gonna take a quick break here, and then we will be back to finish up the rest of the matchups. All right. Welcome back in to the Sam and Gabby Fantasy Football Show with Andrew Bigelow. We are continuing on with our playoff uh, playoff preview for Super Wild Card Weekend, as the NFL is calling it. Um, we're moving on to the next matchup here on Sunday, which is going to be the number three seed, Dallas, playing the number six seed, San Francisco. This is probably uh, this is in the top two for best matchups this week, in my opinion, at the very least. I love this matchup. It's going to be a really, really close one. And I think either of these teams are, I mean, obviously it's the playoffs, but either of these teams I think are honest contenders for the Super Bowl. They didn't just squeak into the playoffs here. This isn't Philadelphia we're talking about anymore. We're talking about Dallas and San Francisco, and I think these are real Super Bowl contenders. And I'll just tell you right now, San Francisco is my Super Bowl pick this year, and so I obviously think they're going to win this game. I just think San Francisco is built for the playoffs. they got a great defense, a great running game, an experienced quarterback. He might not be the greatest quarterback in the world, but I think once you get to this point, you you just want guys who aren't going to turn the ball over, aren't going to mess up. And, of course, you know, hopefully you don't get down by too much. You don't need a guy to make any crazy plays. Jimmy G, I think, can do enough to get them to win this game. I think they're a better, more experienced team than Dallas. Um, and while Dallas, of course, has had a good season, uh, kind of preyed on a weak division, whereas San Francisco plays in the toughest division in football, I think we're going to see a really, really, really good game, really close. Wouldn't be honestly shocked if San Francisco didn't win this game. Can't wait to watch it. Um, but I'm picking San Francisco here uh, just because I think they're a more solid team, more rounded overall. Um, but, yeah, I'm picking San Francisco. Uh, Gabby, who are you taking? I'm taking San Francisco here. Um, I really did like Dallas at the beginning of the year, but just I think this matchup is really bad for them when you're looking at it. San Francisco, I think, is going to be playing some of their better ball going into the year. Uh, they're just coming off a really good win. Jimmy G's looking like he's playing the best best ball of his year. But that was one of his best game of his career. I know he messed up there in the beginning, but the end of that game is what kind of matters. And being hot at the right time is really important here in the playoffs. I think this Niners, and when we get to this later on in the podcast, maybe in future episodes, but the Niners schedule, if they win this week, it's looking really, really juicy into how their pathway into the Super Bowl. So especially with the defense wrapping up, looking better than it was getting some players back than it was in the beginning of the year. I'm picking the Niners here. The Cowboys, yes, they do have the stars, but the Cowboys have shown that they they lose to good teams and the Niners are a good team. So I got the Niners here. Andrew, what do you think? Uh, I have 
I have the Cowboys just because, uh, for one thing, George Kill hasn't announced this game to be a body bag game. So that makes me a little <laughs> bit soft on picking the Niners. And so I just don't know. They're supposed to be the physical team and whatnot, but they haven't they haven't come out and really seemed like that physical team. And actually, the biggest thing for me with the Niners uh, is um, is actually that I'm not sure about Jimmy G. I think this is honestly the worst situation to have Jimmy G. Like kind of hurt and playing. I think you'd rather if you're the Niners, you're just like just tell us who the guy is. Let us get him all those uh, first team reps and get him in the game. So it's like it's you don't really want like a hurt Jimmy G who's not at his best playing because there already were question marks a little bit. I mean, I think if he was totally healthy, I think this team would win the game. But if if he is a little bit hurt or if he gets hurt and they have to bring in Trey Lance, like that's going to be a problem for them. And that seems to be the case. And so for that reason, I'm going to take Dallas. I think Dallas is, even though they're rated high, I think they, I think they could make a Super Bowl, but I don't really see them doing that. I think that some things might just fall their way to get into the NFC championship. But I don't see them beating a team like Green Bay. I, I don't think there's going to be real, any real problems with Jimmy Garoppolo this week. Uh, personally, I haven't seen a lot of reports saying that he, I haven't seen any reports saying that he might not play. I mean, maybe I'm mistaken. Uh, but I haven't seen anything like that. I think we're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo play. And, uh, I mean, every matchup is going to be tough, but I think Dallas is one of the easier matchups to have as far as, like, if you're a quarterback against the defense. Dallas has got a good defense, don't get me wrong, um, but I don't think they're, like, a top three defense. And, I mean, now that we're in the playoffs, I mean, that's what we're talking about is the great or everybody else is going to be around the same level probably. Um, so it's not the worst matchup to have. For Jimmy G, and we've see, we've seen him go to a Super Bowl before. For all the all the hate that gets put on Jimmy G, we've seen him do it before. And I think San Francisco's played a lot of physically tough games, games that they have to win to make the playoffs. And that is definitely not the case for Dallas this year. Dallas has not had really any of those games, um, so I think that's going to be the difference maker in this in this game. And Andrew, again, love having you on the show. We had needed to have a uh, in-house contrarian somebody to to go against me and gabby here because so far me and gabby have agreed on every game and you've luckily been um going against us so we appreciate that opposing view but again luckily I mean, odds usually favor the third seed over the sixth seed that is true yeah so we're we're, we're not we're not we're not trying to make it easy on ourselves i don't know if gabby i'm the contrarian just, here me and gabby just happened to agree. <laughs> um but yeah so san francisco is going to move on as the uh, the pod pick there, um, but you know, I'm sure I've said this for every matchup. But you know, would we be even remotely shocked if Dallas won? No. And again, I, this is one of the best matchups this week, um, in my opinion. But moving on to the next matchup we got here, we got Steelers playing the Chiefs, um, and I think I actually think this is this is probably the worst one of all of them. Um, exciting. Agreed. To see, I think we can probably all agree this is going to be Big Ben's last game. Um, but Gabby, what do you think about this game? Who's your pick? Take us through it. I'm, t- I'm picking the Chiefs here. Um, Steelers look dead. Talking. Honestly, it's pretty surprising that they made it into the playoffs, all things considered. They obviously had some things to, ha- have to happen, including the Colts losing. But all in all, I think the Chiefs stomped them by at least 10. I, I do think there's a chance the Steelers keep, keep close, but the only way that happens if it's, is if TJ Watt is the best player 
on the field, which is there's a pretty good chance of that happening. But I he would need to have at least two sacks and the forced fumble and like a recovery for that to happen. He would have to completely wreck this game for the Steelers to have any chance of keeping this game close. But crazy that we're talking about TJ Watt like that. Just says a lot about how good he is. No, and he, yeah. I mean, he is that kind of player, too, where he's, like, I mean, yeah, obviously he's, like, the greatest defensive lineman in the league right now, but, like, he uh, he has games he either dominates or he's kind of quiet as far as, like, stats go. Of course, he's probably still just messing up the game and, and, and not just getting – and not getting on the stat sheet, but he, like, has games where he gets, like, three or four sacks and then games where he gets, like, no sacks. And, of course, he's been injured this year, so he's still, of course, tied the sack record even while missing games – um, so that just kind of goes to show how many game, how like how many sacks he can actually get in the game, how he can like actually come out here and mess up a game. So if there's a player who's going to do it, it's going to be it's going to be T.J. Watt. That's what he does. Nice save. Almost had J.J. in there. Yeah. Whoo! Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so Kansas City for Gabby. Um, I'm, a, I'm of course going Kansas City too. Um, Kansas City has got a defense that. Uh, is actually one of the better defenses in the league now. Um, I mean, not in, as far as playoff teams are concerned, they're probably relatively mediocre, but they're still – they're nothing to trifle with. And, um, you know, I can't remember – Yeah, you don't even need to ask me who I'm going to take. You know I'm going to take Kansas City. And the only reason – I'm going to keep it short. The only reason that Pittsburgh could win, I would say, is if Big Ben – obviously what Gabby says is relevant about DJ Watt, but if Big Ben brings some last-game magic, that's really all they have, other than that, taking Kansas City. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think it was you, Andrew, but it might have been Gabby. Um, when we were talking in our – we were just talking pre-show, um, somebody said, and I think it was you, Andrew, the Chiefs, their weakness right now, honestly, might be Patrick Mahomes. And if that's your weakness, um, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. So I can't remember which of you it was um, who said that. But, um, yeah, when you think about it that way, the Chiefs – that's really good uh, for the Chiefs' prospects moving forward um, because when you think about it, their defense is looking good. They, of course, have great – not great receivers everywhere, but they have, of course, Tyreek Hill and some really good receivers along with Travis Kelsey, and then a stable of running backs who have proven they can really get the job done. So, yeah, tra- uh, Patrick Mahomes on a down year for him, which is still obviously a very good year for most other quarterbacks, might be their weakness, and that's a pretty strong team. Um, but any any other thoughts – on this matchup uh, before we move on to our final one of wild card weekend. Nope. I'm all good. Awesome. So Monday night matchup last month, or actually, you know what? I guess I'm not sure if there's Monday night football next week, but one of the last there is, or this <laughs> one. Yeah. Sorry. I know this one is, I just don't know if it's the last one or not. I didn't know if maybe in the divisional round there was a Monday night football right, right. or not, but there's at least, this is at least one of the last Monday night footballs of the year. Um, Arizona playing the Los Angeles Rams. Um, both of these teams have been looking a little slow coming into the playoffs here. Uh, neither one has really been uh, – look, looks like they're ready to make a playoff run at this point. Um, so, Andrew, I'm curious, what's your pick and what are you thinking about this matchup? I don't love the Rams, but even more than that, I hate the Cardinals, honestly. They're the Steelers <laughs> of this year. Uh, coming and winning all those games, going undefeated for a while. People on their power rankings saying, well, I guess we have to put them at one and put them at one. 
And uh, obviously, everybody just kind of knew. Everyone, everyone knew. Even the people who were putting them in one, I feel like in the back of their mind, they knew that at some point it was going to implode. Just because watching them, you didn't really feel like they're that veteran team. They do have a, they're a lot more experienced than they were before. But this is kind of what they do. I mean, they did the last year. They've gone farther this year than they did last year. But they still had kind of a similar start last year, where they were the hot team, and then that trickled off pretty quick. And this year, they were able to, they were able to sustain it longer, but. I think that the Rams should be able to win this. I think the Rams recently won their or won their most recent matchup, and I think that that should that should hold well for the Rams. I don't see them really going. I don't see them as like a Super Bowl team. The Rams, I just don't. I just think they're a little bit dysfunctional right now, and their performance against the 49ers last week is pretty um, is pretty indicative of that. You know, I'm uh, I'm also gonna go with the Rams. Um, I think the Rams are better than most people are giving them credit for. While uh, I think most of their struggles have just come around Matthew Stafford, and I am still a believer that Matthew Stafford is one of the better quarterbacks in the league, for sure at the very worst top half of the quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in the league. Um, I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan, and I know he's looked bad recently, but I think he's going to turn it around when he needs to. Um, and I, I definitely feel similarly to Andrew that the Rams, they make me nervous, but the Cardinals make me more nervous. And for some reason – uh, Cliff Kingsbury just has not been able to sustain uh, success throughout a, uh, throughout a season. Don't know if it has something to do with his scheme that gets figured out somehow, if it's not that complicated or whatever it is. Um, just seems that they are not able to sustain it, which is crazy because they were winning games even with, with Colt McCoy as their quarterback against good teams. Um, and now they just can't do anything. Um, they couldn't even beat the Colts. So, you know, that's how bad it is for for Arizona right now um so yeah I, I definitely have to go with the Rams and I do think the Rams have a chance to uh make a mark on these playoffs if uh, Matthew Stafford can turn it around I think that's all that they are missing um they for some reason felt the need to sign Eric Weddle out of retirement for the playoffs but um Love other that. than that <laughs> get that veteran presence but I, I do actually think that the Rams have a stacked roster when it comes to just like talent so um, if they can get it figured out and get it in the right direction, I think they have um, one of, if not the most talented rosters in the league. So I'm, I'm curious to see what the Rams will do in the playoffs. And I think they're going to get a win this week, which could spring board them uh, to bigger and better. So Gabby, what are you thinking? Honestly, I'm... before the show, I was thinking I was going to pick the Rams, but looking into the matchup and, the fact that you sign a guy who's 30-whatever years old and he might have to wear the, like, what they call the green dot helmet, which is basically, like, the defensive back, the guy who's controlling the defensive back quarterback room. Backstory, Jordan Fuller is hurt right now, and he's usually the guy that wears that helmet. And that's the reason why they brought Eric Weddle in, so they could have somebody to control defensive back. Because right now, Jalen Ramsey was the one who was doing that, and since he's very emotional, they were fucking up. In the, that's why San Francisco won that game. They were had a bunch of blown coverage. You're talking about the fight with Taylor, so Eric Taylor, Taylor Rapp. The fight with Taylor Rapp. Yes, like that shit. That's the reason why that stuff type of stuff was happening. You can't have Jalen Ramsey running your defense. Yes, he's one of the best players in the NFL, but that's not his leadership style. So they were having problems, and that's why they're bringing Eric Weddle. And I think Eric Weddle is going to have to play like, he might have to wear that helmet, meaning that he's probably – I don't know if he's going to play all those snaps, but he's going to play quite a few. So, 
I know the Cardinals have been on quite a downturn right now, but Kyler Murray in the offense, I think, is finally getting a little bit more healthy. James Conner is getting into it, and J.J. Watt is finally playing after he's been out for half the season. So Matt Stafford's going to give you some picks as well. I'm predicting a pick. I wouldn't say a pick six, but, I mean, the numbers would say that if you would bet on any quarterback to throw a pick six, it would be Matt Stafford this year. So um, I definitely think that that is in the cards for the Cardinals, and they definitely have some playmakers there to make the plays to do that. So cards for I'm betting on the Cardinals. Here. And I, I'm going for the narrative as well as just the fact that if the Rams lose this year, that's just better for the NFL. Now, that's actually a disaster. I know we were talking about a little bit off air that if the Bills were to lose this game, I was saying that it was going to be like one of the biggest, like a disaster in terms of like NFL storylines. But honestly, it's going to be the Rams if the Rams lose this game because you go out in the first round, you traded all those picks to go out one round less than you did with Jared Goff to a division rival. Same thing in the East, but I think it's even worse because they what they traded away to go get Matt Stafford. So that's a real conversation if the Rams lose versus the Cardinals this week, and I think that's a real possibility that they do. I, uh, I, we don't need to get into it because it's a long discussion, but uh, just so that the listeners know, um, I don't think that if the Bills lose this week that it's a negative for their season. Um, just so people like, or obviously it's sad, a negative for their season, but I don't think it's like a blow to their franchise moving forward. I think that they are, uh, their goal was to make the postseason and be competitive. And I think that at the very least um, they're, they've done that. And if you lose to a team as good as new England, I think that's not the, I think you can be proud still of your season, but that's all I was really going to say. We don't need to go very too untrue. What I said. Very untrue. Yeah. Well, I was I was defending the Bills. They're a Super Bowl contender. So you're saying that yeah, it's a Super complete – you think it's a complete – You don't just make the AFC championship and be like, maybe we'll make the playoffs next year be competitive. So you're saying <laughs> – so you're saying that if the Bills lose this week, it's an absolute disaster for their franchise. You're saying fire Doug McDermott. You're saying get a clean house. This is a disaster for the entire franchise. They didn't get anywhere near what their expectations are. That's what you're saying if they lose this week, just to be clear. Because I'm saying it's that's, no, that's what you said. What I said was I think what I will say, I guess. No, that's what that, Gabby said. Is that that's the point. Um, the Bills, if they lose this game, that is that is a little bit that is a disaster. If we lose the game, it's a disaster. I don't think it's a disaster for our franchise. I don't think that we're suddenly like looking for a new quarterback or something all of a sudden or like try to trade away all our all our players who should be in the Pro Bowl, didn't make it, arguably should be all pros. I don't think that's a disaster for us. I think it, I think that I think we're a Super Bowl contender. I mean, you just look at our last season and then the offseason moves that we've made. I mean, we made the AFC championship. The Bills retained basically all the players that they wanted to retain. And they're back here. They're the third seed. That's one seed back from where they were. And they won 13 games last year. This year they only won eleven. But I mean, it's the NFL. Like things aren't always gonna be perfect. You just need to be good come playoff time, and they are. I think they're contenders right now. I don't really see how you can see it any other way. But you're right. If they lose this game, that would be a huge surprise. Okay, dude. Um, not, again, not trying to go too in-depth on this, but that's exactly what I said. I was def- Gabby said that it was a complete disaster if they lose this game. I was saying that they, if they make the playoffs, and which they have, and they're a Super Bowl contender, they're competitive. If they lose to the Patriots, yes, that is obviously not good because they're out of the year. They're out. 
but I don't think it's like, I don't think you should be shook. I think you can be hanging your hat with, with pride, knowing that you put it together a good NFL season and you lost to one of the best teams in the league. If the bills lose, I'm not saying they will. Of course, we all pick them to win. I'm just saying that um, if it, it's not a, a absolute disaster, as Gabby said, if they don't win this week. Yeah, I, would actually I, don't would. I don't think they would hang their hat. They would, they would be, they would not be happy, but go ahead, Gabby. Well, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I would argue actually that every playoff team that's a favorite outside of maybe the Bengals, outside of the Bengals and maybe the Cowboys, if they don't go on to next year, it's a, it's a failure for sure. Maybe disaster is too far because disaster means that you need to change something major. But it's a failure. Obviously, All those it's teams- a failure. That's not what I'm trying to say. Obviously, it's a, I'm not saying they're like, oh, good job, guys. I'm just saying they're going to move on, and they're going to look back at the end of the season. Only one team wins the Super Bowl, and they're not going to be like, oh, man, last season was so bad. They're just going to move on and be like, wow, we would have liked to have done better next season. We're going to continue to work towards moving, getting better. I don't think it's like – like, like, like uh, Kansas City, if they were to lose this week – which won't happen, but if they were, that would be an absolute disaster. Then disaster, that would not be the case if the Bills lost, is what I'm saying. Oh, it would be yeah. – I think it would be an 8 out of 10 panic mode in Buffalo. Oh, man. I I do think you would have to look to make – You lose to a team that you split the regular season matchups with. Like, I mean, but that has dominated you for 20 years. Agreed. And so now that you, and now that you have the better quarterback and they still beat you, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, those be you big mad if they lost this game. There's no two ways around that. I know they would be mad. <laughs> they're not going to change the course of their franchise. They won't be gonna, hanging their hat. They won't be looking at back at no, their I just, process I just, and reassessing the way they do things, which there are like the Rams. If they lose this game, they are going to be looking at their process and reassessing the way they do things. That's what I'm talking about. That's the difference, in my opinion. I, I, I mean, do you disagree? Do you think that the Rams take if they lose? I think the Rams take that loss harder than if Buffalo uh, loses this week in terms of how it affects them moving forward. Uh, mm, weirdly, I think it affects the Bills more. I think that the Bills uh, would look to make more aggressive moves and bring in more talent. I think that if the Rams lost, they're kind of like – they kind of are at a point where they like kind of have what they have. They don't really have the assets in terms of the draft picks to make radical changes anymore, and you can't really make positive radical changes with just trading your players. In terms of just like yeah, helping the roster, the Rams don't have the year. assets either. Yeah, that's what I said. The Rams, the, oh, the, Bills, the Bills, the Bills do have assets. They still have like I don't think they. I'm trying to think. They don't have like any major picks gone in the top three rounds. They're still that's, just fine. That's why I personally don't think they're just building it. They are still building a team. Like I don't think that the Bills by any means think that they are at their finished product. But the Rams have yeah. like gone all in and this is it's hard to believe they're going to get make it any better than it already is so if they're not able to get it done with this how then their their process is flawed and that's the argument that I'm trying to make is that 
and honestly, it's really not an important argument to be making. Uh, who takes the yeah, loss harder? I see where you're coming we, from. I guess we cross that bridge when we get there if we're really thinking about it. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting. I think we're ready to go into the next matchup. Yeah. I, I do think it's an interesting discussion at the very least. But we have actually um, covered all the matchups at this point. Um, so let's go. I am going to start by just going through, and uh, we, won't, we won't discuss these matchups because they're hypothetical. But if you have a thing or two you want to say, feel free. But I just want to get who would be our, uh, our podcast uh, Super Bowl picks. So I'm just going to go through the matchups as they would be if our picks from the wild card round uh, made it through and then so on. So, Andrew, Cincinnati or Tennessee, who would win? I would take Tennessee. Yeah, I've already, I've already gave my spiel on Tennessee. I got Tennessee. As would I. Gabby? I'm going Tennessee as well. Um, I do think that game would be close, but no, I'm going Tennessee. That'd be in Cincinnati. I will say this is too young of a team to win two playoff games. I think I don't really see that happening for them. I kind of see a similar. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think I think Cincinnati's peak is at the AFC Championship game. I don't think they get past there, but I don't. If Cincinnati makes it, and they have to be, and they have to play Tennessee. I do think that's going to be tighter than the other AFC matchup, 100%. I mean, they have to play basically, unless you think that the Steelers are going to have any chance of winning, which they don't really. I think we all can agree on that. They're playing the Chiefs or the Titans. I don't think they beat either of those teams. They did just beat the Chiefs, but but in no way am I sold that. (laughs) I just think think they beat the Titans just because the highs of the Bengals when – that offense is clicking. We've seen it can score 40 points. And Tennessee, at times, looks like a good defense, but it's an up-and-down defense, and we've seen that you can put up yards and points against them. So if Derrick Henry's back and he's still Derrick Henry, then yeah. But I still – I think a guy being out for as many weeks as he's been out, I think it's unfair to think he's going to come back and be 100% who he was, especially when that guy was the best running back in the league. No, I think it'd be a super interesting matchup. I would go Tennessee. Um, so it, our, our pod pick would be Tennessee, but I think it's super close. Um, I just think Tennessee is just so underratedly consistent. I don't feel like they have a bad matchup against anybody they play. Um, I think their worst matchups in the playoffs, though, that they could have in all of the playoffs in any, any teams, I think it would be Cincinnati and Kansas City just because um, how – uh, the weakness of Tennessee is that they that you can throw the ball on them. Um, not that you can just go willy-nilly, but if, if you're going to beat them some way, you're going to throw the ball on them. And those are the two teams that I think are, are powerful enough offenses to potentially exploit it. So I think Cincinnati gives Tennessee some problems if they get that draw, but I'm still going to go Tennessee just because we've seen it these past couple of years. Tennessee has just been too consistent. Um, I just really think they're going to have the experience and the consistency needed to win this game, whereas Cincinnati has been a little volatile, um, and uh, I think Tennessee takes advantage of that. But moving on to the next matchup, we got Kansas City and Buffalo. Um, I would pick Kansas City. Andrew, who would you take? Buffalo. Shocker. Gabby? Easy. 
I'd pick Kansas City. I don't think it'd be close in a revenge game in Arrowhead. Um, Kansas City. That's what I was saying. Honest, I, I'm being 100% truthful. I do no, I Kansas know. City come out. And, I know. I know you are. Not even a lack of peanut butter jelly sandwiches could stop the Bills. I've seen think- that. <laughs> I honestly just think the world of Josh Allen. I act, I think Josh Allen has been the second best quarterback in the NFL this year. Um, and is the third best quarterback in, in just in general, um, in my opinion. I, I just don't think that he's going to come out and get dominated by Has he been means, better than Tom Brady? Excuse me? Has he been better than Tom Brady? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, undoubtedly. Tom Brady doesn't hold a candle to Josh Allen anymore. Not even, I mean, I guess that's a little bit of an extreme thing to say, but like John, Tom Brady on the Bills right now is totally screwed. The, the, the Patriots. I mean, Tom that, Brady led the league in passing yards this year. If I'm he not mistaken, also had right? the most talented receiving core that we have maybe seen like literally ever. Yeah, he literally just has Star <laughs> Show bit his doorstep every other day if, I and mean, built his own O line. Ain't nothing against Tom Brady. Tom Brady is perfect for that, that offense. I'm just saying. Um, I just vehemently believe that the Bills offense, again, we've talked about it already. I just vehemently believe they don't have that many weapons. And I just think it's the Josh Allen show every week. And uh, it's Josh Allen. Can you go out there and get it done? He just runs around all over the field, does incredible stuff. And um, yeah, I just, that's definitely not something that Tom Brady can do. Tom Brady can't also can't be simultaneously the best runner and passer on his team. He just can't do that. Hey, nothing against Tom Brady. I will say this, this age, but I will say this: Tom Brady. If you factor in him also being the GM, he's done a pretty good job, <laughs> and that might just put him over the top against Josh Allen. He's Josh Allen is way more definitely talented. not the GM of Buffalo. Way, yeah, yeah. Brought in way more talent than Josh Allen. That's he's brokered sure. way more deals. It's it's pretty crazy. I mean, he did kind of flub that Antonio Brown deal, but. Well, he, he did still get a has Super done a pretty Bowl. good job this season. He got a Super Bowl out he of did it. Last season. I know, I'm just last saying. Season, fair yes. trade, one Super yep. Bowl for one one huge uh, media incident. I don't know. Kind of Just a fair one trade. bad game against the Jets that you still win? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, I mean, GM Tom, top level. Um, and again, for the record, I do just want to say that Tom Brady's career obviously has been better than Josh Allen. Tom Brady is obviously – Probably one of the greatest of all time. Probably not as good as Peyton Manning, but, you know, probably number two. Um, I'm just saying this year and right in this moment, Josh Allen is better than Tom Brady. But anyways, moving on to the NFC side, uh, we've got Tampa Bay and the L.A. Rams. Uh, Andrew, who's the pick? Tampa Bay, LA Rams. I like uh, Tampa Bay, just experience over that. I don't really love either of these two teams. I've I've definitely said that they I literally just said they're both wavering, actually. Mm-hmm. And I got Tampa Bay, just experience. You know, I, I got uh, I got the Rams just because again, like you said, that we were just talking about they're both kind of wavering, uh, or they are both kind of wavering. I think the Rams have the talent to be able to kind of put it back together. Whereas Tampa Bay is trying to put it together um, after missing talent and having some guys coming back from injury. Whereas the Rams have been pretty, uh, pretty well put stayed, uh, stayed healthy. I mean, of course they're getting Cam Akers back. 
Uh, but they, for the most part, stayed pretty healthy other than Robert Woods, I guess, is down to. But he's been out for a while, so they've had the same team relatively for a while. So I think they have a better chance of getting it put together. And again, they have one of the most talented rosters in the league. So I picked the Rams. Um, so, Gabby, you're the decider. Who's moving on? And this is tough. You were you were going to pick Arizona. So, I mean, this is probably – I don't know if you were even picking either uh, uh, either of these teams to move on from this one. Yeah. I, I think I can stick to the Rams because at their high, they're one of the best teams in the league. Um, the problem is, is, like, Stafford is just – he's so average. So, I, I don't know. Betting on him is tough. He's been throwing a lot of picks this Carr? year. So. Look, the Gabby uh, would take, take any team yeah. that has Derek Carr. <laughs> he just says top 10. <laughs> he just hears Derek Carr goes top 10. <laughs> top 10. Baller. For sure. <laughs> All right. Any, uh, any other points that either of you wanted to make on uh, Tampa Bay or the Rams, assuming neither of them has Derek Carr? No, doesn't sound like it. All right. No. Last matchup of this round, San Francisco, Green Bay. Um, you know, this one, I don't know, maybe this is kind of a hot take. I already told you I was going to pick San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl. So San Francisco, I have them picking, beating Green Bay. Um, you know, this is kind of, a, I imagine, probably surprises most people, but I just think that Green Bay hasn't had that many tough games and San Francisco's had nothing but tough games for the most part. Um, and so uh, it's going to be a really, really close game, I think. But I, I just am picking San Francisco. And it's just a gut feeling, honestly, in this one. This one's so close. I don't have much other analysis to offer than that. I just think that the San, it's honestly, obviously Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. Every Quarterbacks aside, San Francisco, I think, has a better team. It's just going to come down to can Aaron get the job done. So, Andrew, who are we taking here? I have Green Bay. I mean, I'm sticking with them. I don't think that anybody's good enough to be Bandy. Just don't see it happening. Gabby? I'm going to San Francisco. Let's go. Um just because of the physicality and the fact that they'd be going to Lambo, I just don't think if it's going to be cold, I do think that actually favors the team on the Bay. Surprisingly, they're going to be more inclined not to throw the ball by Jimmy G uh, run the ball with Elijah Mitchell and use Debo Samuel in a crazy way. And I do think there's a chance that we have a Colin Kaepernick moment with Trey Lance in these playoffs. So watch out. What do you mean by that? Like, uh, like he comes in I mean, and takes over? Like, yeah, comes He's in. starting takes, a controversy? Did, did Colin Kaepernick I mean, do I, that think that, I think the controversy. No, but he did start a uh, controversy. Well, yeah, obviously. He started a conversation. He started, he, started, he started in the middle of the year. For the record, yeah. we are. They uh, when they had time. For the they record, weren't doing we are, anything. Uh, a, a, a pro, a pro Kaepernick kneeling podcast out here. So just for the record, <laughs> I just, I mean, and I think the controversy was started when you traded up 
to go get the number three picks. So I'm not starting anything. It's already been started. Yeah, no, I actually – it's going to be so crazy. If um, I'm somehow right and San Francisco wins the Super Bowl, like, it could be one of the most interesting situations in all of sports. But, um, yeah, any, any, uh, any pieces of analysis or thoughts that either of you wanted to bring up um, on this Green Bay-San Francisco matchup before we move on? Nope. All right, so we are going to take a final quick break here and be right back to finish out the pod. All right, welcome back in to Sam and Gabby's Fantasy Football Show with Andrew Bigelow. We are back to continue our pre-Super Wildcard Weekend uh, playoff picks. So we are in the AFC and NFC Championship games now. Um, So we'll start with the AFC again. Right now we got Tennessee and Kansas City in our hypothetical AFC Championship. Gabby, who's your pick to win it? I'm picking Kansas City. Best um, team in the league. I'm picking Kansas City, not my Super Bowl winner, but um, yeah, I'm picking Kansas City as well to go to the Super Bowl. Andrew, Tennessee, they're going to be feeling well rested and ready to go. And obviously, you know, I have to say this, but the Bills should be there over Kansas City, and they should be winning this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, probably not, but we'll see. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll see. NFC side, Kansas City is going to be the team that moves on for the pod. Uh, but on the NFC side, we got the Rams and the 49ers. I've said it like three times on the pod that I think San Francisco is going to be the Super Bowl champion. So uh, I, of course, am picking San Francisco. Gabby? I'm picking San Francisco as well because if they won these two games before, that means they're hot. Jimmy G's playing well enough to take you all the way, and the defense is rolling. So. Yeah, honestly, would be their easiest uh, matchup of the playoffs, in my opinion, if they make it this far and have to play the Rams. But, Andrew, who are you taking? I'm sorry, we have the Niners and the Packers. And Do the I have Rams. Wrong? You have it wrong. Yeah, it's the Niners okay, and the Rams. I think, I think we might have it wrong. But um, I no, have those no. teams. No, it's not because uh, Tampa Bay is the second seed who we said would, have, would move on. And the Rams, we would said would move on, would be the four seed. So they'd play each other. In no, yeah, you're right. In that, yeah, no, no, no. I just, I just, yeah. I don't really see the last two teams being the Rams and the Niners is all I'm saying. I, and, I hear you. Uh, I think that's, that's what the pod says. I think I'm going to take the Niners. You guys took the Niners too, right? I'm going to take <laughs> yeah. the Niners. I feel <laughs> horrible about it. I don't feel good about that pick at all. I'm picking the Niners. <laughs> you know, you know what I hate about our picks so far is just that so far, um, I literally have the same picks as what we picked. So that's kind of. I thought you were going to say not enough Browns love. There's there's not enough Browns love in the playoffs. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah. In our hypothetical Super Bowl, we have Kansas City playing San Francisco, which is my Super Bowl pick, and I pick San Francisco to win that game. So, of course, I'm picking San Francisco now. Uh, Gabby, who are you going to take to win this Super Bowl? I'm picking... Kansas City, they got the better quarterback, a repeat of two years ago, Super Bowl, and I don't think there's going to be a difference in results. All right, yeah, it's a, yeah, I guess yeah, it is a Super Bowl rematch from a few years ago. Um, Andrew, who would you pick to win this Super I'm, Bowl? 
I'm going to take uh, Kansas City, even though I do feel like it's kind of weird that this is the first time that I'm taking them since uh, when I picked them to beat the Steelers. <laughs> well, but I guess I'm taking them. Nobody expected you to pick uh, them to beat Buffalo, so so that's not that surprising. But that's going to be Kansas City as our pod Super Bowl pick. So that we, we had already planned to do our Super Bowl finalists and the Super Bowl winner. Um, at that point, I hadn't realized how how, re- how redundant it was going to be for me, at least. Um, I've been like a broken record. Um, I was going to pick San Francisco and KC, a rematch of a few years ago, and of course San Francisco to win. So we will just move on after me saying that. But Andrew and Gabby, I want to hear your guys' Super Bowl finalists and who you think is going to win and say as much as you want about it. But Andrew, we'll start with you. Who are your finalists going to be and who do you think is going to win? I have the Bills sneaking past Tennessee to get into the Super Bowl. Um, and I think that, that I think I think I said this already, but the, I think the obvious say is NFC, NFC team, even though we didn't include, we didn't all feel the same way, I guess, is Green Bay. And uh, so I think it's going to be Bills and Green Bay. I think that I think that people would love to see this match of Josh Town square off against Aaron Rodgers, arguably in the conversation for best quarterback in the NFL. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers still – he's got a lot to prove this season. Josh Allen does too, but I think Aaron Rodgers arguably has more. Uh, but I'm still going to give it to the Bills, obviously. I think that the Bills' pass defense is just so good. People don't really think about it that much. And they're they're so fixated on the run defense, which has greatly improved as the season's gone along. But I think that with if the Packers just have to slow the game down, I think that that is the game that they don't want to play. I think they can play that way. I'm not going to say that they're just going to fall apart. But I think that the Bills can sneak a dub if they have to play that way. And uh, one stat I have on the Bills that I've been holding this entire episode that I feel like I have to get out now is that the Bills actually, in terms of deep passes, 20-plus yard passes downfield, the Bills have only allowed nine catches, 20 yards downfield. They've had seven picks, 20 yards down the field. I think that's a pretty crazy stat. I think it's reflective of how good the Bills are. They can contain you. They are the best defense in the NFL right now. I think that I think that they're I, they're not a lock to win the Super Bowl, but they're my pick. No, I I hear you. I don't honestly. This is this season has been marked by how incredibly competitive it has been in the NFL this year. And I again have said this to you guys privately, not on the pod, but it just the the term any given Sunday, you can see any team beat anybody beat anybody, and that's just been completely. Um, borne out by this NFL season. And I do not think that's likely to change in the playoffs. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if we were all wrong here with our picks, but Gabby, uh, take us through and uh, close us out here with the Super Bowl uh, finalists and your Super Bowl pick. My finalists are going to be, I had Kansas City and San Francisco as well. Just I outlined earlier, San Francisco path is pretty easy if you not easy, but it's doable if you can see them beating the Cowboys. Uh, so, do you that, think the Cowboys is a harder matchup than the Packers? Then yes. <laughs> Interesting. I was gonna I say. Think I think. Can, go ahead. That's sir. a special take. I don't think it's a special take. If you go, it definitely go look is. at the last. Look at the last three to four times San Francisco Green Bay has beat, played them. If you go back two years ago, San Francisco mollywhopped them in the regular season, and then. Molly Wapping again in the conference championship game. They went to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, I think they had their teams then. It's different. Yeah, it two years ago. Two years ago, and then. I mean, the Niners will play them tough. 
Niners this year lost. The Niners this year lost because off of a 40-second, if you don't remember, on Sunday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers did some magic in the last 40 seconds. And then I believe in 2020, the... That was two years ago. Two years ago when the... I think you just told us two years ago. Oh, I did tell you two years ago. Yeah. No, I I definitely think Green Bay, in my opinion, and I I, I definitely think Green Bay is probably the popular uh, Super Bowl pick in the NFC. But in my opinion, I think Green Bay is the second best team in the NFC and would be the team to go to the Super Bowl if it's not San Francisco. So I am surprised you said Dallas. Um, But I didn't want to cut you off if you had anything else to add there. No, well, I guess my point there is just that the Packers don't really can't really run guard the run, as we saw in the in this in a couple games earlier. The Browns game, game when they lost, they I mean Nick Chubb went all over them. So I just think from a matchup standpoint, San Francisco. But they they should have lost if Baker Mayfield had played like a quarterback who should be in the NFL. Yeah, Nick Chubb went like ran all over them. And even, like, the Detroit game that they lost, I know they didn't have the players, but Jamal Williams played pretty well. So, so did DeAndre Swift. Being, they can't guard the running backs, and I think San Francisco has the best running game in the, the NFL if Derrick Henry isn't back to full strength. No, yeah, that's a great point. Um, all right, so, yeah, I mean, Andrew, Andrew, you got the most uh, different, I guess, of the, of the pod – uh, Super Bowl finalists. Sounds like we most of us think, or me and Gabby, I guess, think it's going to be San Francisco and Kansas City. Most so. of us. Us two. Us two, yeah. Us, this huge majority <laughs> we got here. But at least all of our Super Bowl winners are different, so that's nice. But um, at this point, we are going to do the uh, the coach firings, as promised. But Andrew is going to be dropping off because he's, of course, got people to see, places to be, you know. He's a usual busy guy, so um, appreciate Andrew you joining us this pod, and I'm sure we'll see you next time. Um, but yeah, me and Gabby are gonna go through the coach firings here. We'll just. And I hope you guys. I hope you guys. I just want to say this as I sign off. I hope you guys have one of you sign up or stand up for uh, Vic Fangio because he deserves it. He is my pick, as the coach said. That didn't deserve it the most. There's a lot of coaches that didn't deserve it, but I think he didn't deserve it the most. Um, and I hope that one of you guys stands up for him, at least. He deserves well, it. If there's anything you want to say. If there's anything you want to say. All I want to say is go Bills <laughs> after that. All right. Uh, well, All right I guess, I'll see you guys later. See you, Andrew. Um, <laughs> we will start with uh, Vic Fangio because Andrew basically already covered it. Um you know, I don't hate that they moved away from him. Personally, I think it was probably about time. I would have liked to see them stick with him one more year. So I do agree with Andrew on that, uh, just because I don't think he's had a quarterback um, yet that they can really expect him to be successful with in a, in a very tough division. Um, and I believe in continuity. If you have a coach that's good or you believe that's good, you got to really give them the time to make it work and install their own system. So I'm sad. I'm disappointed that he's gone, but... Um, after multiple seasons of disappointment, um, it's hard to really fault them. So, Gabby, what's your what's your thought on that? Yeah, I I think I mean Denver. The offense hasn't been proven. It is pretty clear that they just need a quarterback. 
Um, Vic Fangio is a hell of a defensive coach. So, I mean, with Jim Harbaugh coming back into the fold, he was a defensive coordinator on all those runs way back when uh, Colin Kaepernick took them to the Super Bowl. So maybe they get back together and do something really cool together, maybe on like the Dolphins. I mean, I know Stephen Ross came out and said he's not taking him, but who knows? That guy's crazy. So I think that would be interesting to see. But yeah, Denver needs an offensive coach. I mean, if you, they're able to get a, a young quarterback or somebody that can double up a quarterback, that's what they need. I don't think they need to go on the defensive side. So I'm personally of the mindset that Denver did the right move there, especially when you look at the rest of the division. They have, they're in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Putting up 20 points a game isn't good enough. You got to go for 30, 32. And then what you need is an offensive mind who's able to push the ball down the field, get you explosive plays. Now, obviously, you start with the quarterback position, but your coach helps with that as well. So I think it was the right move for Denver. I, I disagree and agree in some ways. I don't think they necessarily need an offensive coach to be successful in that division. But you're totally right. That team has totally put all their investment in the offensive side. Makes no sense to invest that heavily in the offensive side and then have a defensive coach. Just to, unless you have like a OC that's like a savant, like when um, Kyle Shanahan was the OC for the Falcons back when they went to the Super Bowl and lost. But you, I don't see how you invest that much in the offense and think you need a defensive coach. But I would have liked to have seen them potentially maybe have invested heavy, more heavily in Vic Fangio's defense because, like you said, he's a great defensive coach, but not a bad move for the franchise as a whole. Um, moving on to our next guy, we got Mike Zimmer, was fired by the Vikings. Gabby, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's time coming. Um Vikings had hit their ceiling a couple of years ago. I don't know even what direction you would like to, for them to go. I think his voice had gotten stale, and they just needed a change. So I think it's good. They are supposed to be way better on paper. They've done, been doing a lot of cap gymnastics, and I think that's going to bite them in the butt here soon. I know they're going to have to make some decisions here on some key players, maybe even including Kirk Cousins. We'll see. But, Yeah. I, I think this was time coming, so. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I think Mike Zimmer's a solid coach in the NFL. I just think his message has gotten stale, which I definitely think is something that can happen to some to coaches in the NFL if you're not a, or any sport at the highest level. If you're not a great coach, I think if you're not winning, your message is going to become stale. And honestly, the worst place to be in the NFL a lot of times is when you're mediocre. And that's what the Vikings have been for years. You're not drafting high enough to change your franchise and you're not bad enough to really just do an overhaul. Um, and you're not good enough to really be happy with your success. So um, yeah, it's time for a change in Minnesota for sure. Um, but I definitely think we could see Mike Zimmer go somewhere and be successful. Um, next one though. Oh, and I do agree with all you said. I mean, pretty solid roster. They need to, they should be doing better. Um, but next one we got here is Matt Nagy being fired in Chicago. Um, probably the easiest to call um, coming into the season of all the coach firings that happened this year. Um, unfortunately for Matt Nagy, I think the writing has just been on the wall, um, which just kind of sucks just for the, Bear, or the Bears in general, their franchise. Justin Fields, it sucks that he, we kind of all knew that it wasn't going to work with Matt Nagy. It's almost a wasted year as far as Justin Fields getting comfortable within a system, but it definitely needed to happen. Matt Nagy was not being creative enough with Justin Fields. 
he was holding him back, at least in my opinion. Um, we need to get a quarter or a, a, a coach in there who's going to utilize Justin Fields to his fullest uh, potential, use all of his abilities, use his legs and his arm. Um, and yeah, Matt Nagy just he needed to go. He was stale, and I think it was just clear. Uh, Gabby, any thoughts on Matt Nagy? Honestly, I think this is the most straightforward one. Yeah, I think you covered it that one pretty well. I do would like to see a again like Denver since they have a young quarterback, a young offensive coordinator. I know that's what they tried to do with Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky, and it didn't work out. But hopefully, they they start out with you. Got to start with the GM, find a GM that is going to find the head coach that he likes and that's going to be able to build a good system. But I do think this is a complete rebuild. The defense is, I think, it's past its prime a little bit. You keep Roquan Smith and you try to sell the rest of everybody. Maybe you keep Akeem Hicks because he's been pretty dominant and Robert Quinn. But Robert Quinn, he's on the back nine of his career. And had a great year, though. He did have a great year, so he might have a couple more. So you might want to keep him around, but Khalil Mack out for the year. Maybe you try to bring him back. But this roster isn't ready to compete for at least the next two years. So that GM needs to, and the head coach need to be willing by the ownership of the Bears to be given time because this is going to take some time to be go back to the midway Chicago days. Yeah, a few interesting young players on the team, a few really talented veterans, and that's just not how you build a team because those few young players are going to need some time to, to grow, and those veterans, they aren't going to be able to do enough while they're the only players there. They aren't going to be able to do enough to carry those young players that are in in need of development. Um, And so, yeah, they're just going to have to look to get younger and really build this thing from ground up. Um, Next coach firing, though, and honestly, for me, this is the most surprising uh, surprising one after we had the most obvious one. Brian Flores being fired from the Dolphins. And I just I just can't believe that this happened. Honestly, I'm I mean, we're starting to hear some stories about. Um, them not really getting along, Brian Flores, the owner and the GM, uh, and that's why Brian Flores was let go. But Brian Flores is one of the best coaches this franchise has had in a long time, one of the only coaches who had been consistently winning, back-to-back winning seasons, not playoffs, but back-to-back winning seasons, moving in a clearly good direction with a quarterback that clearly needed development and looked like he was developing as the season went on. I mean, I'm not too a fan by any means, but I was even a little bit impressed by how he did this year. And I just was shocked that this, this, this breakup happened. I think Brian Flores is the best coach on this whole list that was fired. Um, and he'd be at the top of my list as far as coaching candidates to hire. I think Brian Flores is an excellent coach. And I think the Dolphins are going to regret that they've done this. Um, so, yeah, Gabby, what are your thoughts? I think... Yeah, this is a bad decision from the Dolphins. Um, stuff that I had been, some reports I had been reading that it was actually more of like, I think it was like from ESPN and Athletic that it was actually more of like a relationship face. Why they not necessarily on the field, it's just that Brian Flores and have good relationships in the office. And again, with Stephen Ross not being there a lot of the time, the GM was probably throwing him under the bus a little bit there. It was just me guessing. I've heard but, that too. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad thought. Yeah, so it's bad. And also, Brian Flores is now the number one head coaching candidate for a lot of teams. And I saw a tweet out there. I think it was from 
Cal Yates, I wanted to say, and it was along the lines of if you're you fire your head coach and he becomes the number one head coaching candidate for all these other teams, then you probably shouldn't have fired him. So, <laughs> yeah, now that Brian Flores has all these teams lining up for him, I think this might be a blessing in disguise because he gets an opportunity to pick a destination where he knows the quarterback could be good. Maybe he goes to a Jacksonville. Or I know the quarterback not might not look as shiny as before, but if you believe that you're as good of a coach as you are, you go to Jacksonville or you go to Denver. My question to you, I know we haven't gone through all the matchups yet, but I, before I forget, if you were Brian Flores and you had your choice, because I think he's the number one coaching candidate right now, um, where would you go? That is that is difficult. I'm I'm just pulling up the teams real quick because I just don't want to forget anybody. But of all the vacancies in the NFL, I, you know, I think I might be leaning towards Denver just because they at least already have um, some of the weapons, and I'm not necessarily the biggest Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence guy. Um, Minnesota probably has the best team right now, but. I, do I want to deal with Kirk Cousins? No, I mean, I'm just kind of thinking out loud, obviously. Um, the Giants, obviously a huge market, has the potential to be a, an excellent job, but obviously is a long way from that right now. So, um, yeah, I think I would go with, with who I was saying originally. I think I would end up going with, um, shoot, um, with the Broncos, just because, you know, the talent that you have there um, – as far as the offensive talent around the quarterback is very good. The defense obviously is still very good. Um, and, you know, there's reports that Deshaun Watson was going to go to Miami, not because he liked just like the area or the, the team they had, but because he liked Brian Flores. And if Brian Flores can convince a top quarterback like that, maybe Deshaun isn't the guy you want there because, you know, of all the other things going on around him, of course, um, maybe he's not the guy you want there, but at least we know Brian Flores has the ability to lure in a top talent. He's a guy that those top quarterbacks can respect and a, a great coach who's proven with an offense that's got a ton of talent. They could really lure in a, they could really lure in a quarterback. So um, yeah, I think I'd probably say Denver, but what, what, what do you think? I think Denver is the number one choice if you think you can lower a quarterback. But if you're Brian Flores, you're the coach. And if you can't don't get that quarterback, you're looking at another six and 11 year, seven and 10 years. So I think that's a better, pretty big bet to get on. I know we're expecting some quarterback movement this year. And especially with the ownership move of the Broncos, you want to make sure that the ownership group is willing to spend the resources that they're willing to get willing to take to get a quarterback. But one thing that would be in the bonus of those Broncos is that both ownership groups that are in play are either ran by John Elway or Peyton Manning. So those are two pretty good ambassadors that you've got going on to lower that quarterback, albeit it could be Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or Derek Carr or Carson Wentz or Matt Stafford. There's some guys who might be on the move after this year. Matt Stafford's not going to be on the move, but I, he should be. <laughs> um, I do think uh, 
do not think Matthew Stafford should be on the move. I think Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. Um, as far as the new ownership uh, group point you make goes, I do think that's interesting, and I do think that's something to consider if you're not sure if that ownership group will really want you there. They might try to get rid of you. Um, but I do think that as far as getting a quarterback, um, we've seen usually when – not that we've seen a whole ton of turnover as far as NFL owners go, but if you look in like Carolina with David Tepper – new owners come in and they're usually pretty, pretty willing to make moves. They usually want to be good. They're usually excited to come in. Um, they're not owners who have just inherited this team from like a, a family member and then aren't really that interested in football or anything like that. Um, not that owners who inherited teams are bad necessarily. I'm just saying that say sometimes don't care as much as the original person who bought it or whatever. Um, but yeah, we don't see, I don't think a lot of, new owners come in and are not interested in investing in their team. So um, honestly, I think that'd be likely a positive as far as the quarterback search, but it's a good point when you're thinking about if they're going to support you um, and they, they didn't pick you obviously as the coach. So that's something to consider. Um, and then I did want to say if uh, the Raiders for some reason don't hire Rich Basaccia, um, which I think would be crazy because as I mentioned earlier in the pod, he's the first interim coach who's been who took over midseason to take his team to the playoffs if they for some reason do not make him the head coach i think the raiders would be the best job um but i do think that he will be made the best coach or the head coach um so but i just wanted to throw that one out there um i do think the raiders would be a really good job right now because i do think Derek carr is good but um next guy here we got Joe Judge being fired from the Giants. Gabby, what are your thoughts on this one? Not quite as exciting as uh, the last one. Yeah, I think this one was do come in. Giants are the worst team in football, so definitely needed a change. But I, it still looks like the, it starts with Dave Gellman. I think, it, again, roster's bad, so coach didn't have a chance. Yeah, I, I believe in giving – coaches time because I don't think you can expect a coach to be able to turn it around in one season. Um, it's the most competitive league of all sports in the world, I think, or at least in my opinion, um, I guess I don't know every league in the world of any sport of every sport, but um, as far as I know, this is the most competitive league in the world. And uh, I just don't see how you can expect someone to come in and just all of a sudden be great. It doesn't generally happen unless you're able to draft like a amazing generational quarterback talent so you know after a year you got to give joe judge another chance but after two years and after that second year looking worse than the first year it's definitely time to move on in my opinion so um and, and then if you're even if you're on the fence uh when joe judge ran the ball on third down with his quarterback right up the middle um that was just embarrassing i would be ashamed to be the owner of that team be a fan of that team that is terrible it's just completely giving up, and uh, unless I unless I'd seen a lot of other good things on the field, that would probably make me want to fire the coach too. So um, definitely agree with the Giants firing Joe Judge there. Um, moving on to our last one, David Coley of the Texans. You know, this one's one that I'm I'm a little bit fired up about. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think they the Texans probably hired David Coley just to be able to fire him this year, anyways. Because I mean, who would want to go coach at the Texans? Um, so probably was their plan all along. I just think that if that is the case, that's terrible. It's wrong. Um, and I'd feel bad for David Coley. So I like to assume that that's not the case. 
um, and that they just didn't think he was a good enough coach. But if they just don't think he was a good enough coach, they just think they're dumb. Um, I just think the Texans are a terrible franchise, um, terribly run. Uh, I don't understand how you can give a coach just one season, in my opinion, after you've picked him, unless he just did something terrible or you just really, after what you've seen, don't believe he's going to be able to turn it around. But David Coley, at the very least, has shown signs of being able to turn it around with arguably the worst roster in all of football, had beaten Tennessee, who is the number one seed in the AFC, and has shown flashes of being able to do some things with, again, a terrible, terrible, terrible roster. I just I don't think they should have fired David Coley. I like that they kind of zigged when everybody else was telling them to zag with the coaches they should hire last year. They could have gotten Eric Bieniemy probably or somebody more uh, sought after, but they said David Coley's our guy. And then as soon as they hired him, there was rumors that they were just going to fire him, and that's what they've done. And, uh, yeah, disappointed with that whole – that whole thing there in Houston, but Gabby, uh, did you have any thoughts on there as our last one? Yeah, I think it was actually a smart move for one reason and one reason only. Um, just kind of connecting the dots here. So if we know back from the Miami days that the reason why Deshaun Watson wanted to go to Miami, the big reason was because of Brian Flores. And as soon as Brian Flores became available, David Coley was fired because rumors have it that Nick Casario and Brian Flores are tight from their Patriots days that in that Nick Casario is interested in bringing Brian Flores in. Correct? Yeah. Is there, is there a chance nobody's actually thought about this, but the Texans don't want to trade Deshaun Watson. Is that, is there a possibility that they bring in Brian Flores and try to keep Deshaun in the building? Because they at no point wanted to trade him. They wanted to keep him the entire time. The trade deadline, they didn't make the move, but the only reason they were going to is because it felt like their hand was being completely forced. But I think it's becoming more and more likely, especially with these allegations not have been cleared up as soon as they should have been. Like, he's been out a complete year yet, and the NFL still hasn't really disciplined him for it. So I think there's a possibility that the Texans try to keep him. And if you try to do that, you you try to swing for Flores. No, that's not a terrible take. I just think um, if they don't keep Flores and that ever comes out, they're just going to look like the biggest idiots ever. And they're just going to be wasting their time and going to be potentially wasting their chance on Davis Mills, who's, you know, if he's in the draft this year, where does he rank? Where does he stack up with the quarterbacks? Um, after what we know now about him, where is he, where is he stacking up? Um, and, yeah, the circumstances around him, not having a whole ton of pressure, everybody thought he was going to suck. So he just – if he sucked, then that would just be living up to expectations. So basically, no matter what he did, he was going to exceed expectations. But Davis Mills, he's in the draft this year. Probably an interesting border round, borderline first-round guy as far with uh, how quarterback needy it is in the NFL. So, I mean, I don't know if I love that decision um, just because, you know, if Deshaun Watson still decides to leave or if you don't get Brian Flores, um, because if I was Brian Flores, I'm not going to literally the worst team in the NFL. Um, I'm going to go somewhere that is a little bit more interesting. I think if I have my pick of all the teams, Um, but if you think Deshaun Watson, Watson's going to be there, you're no longer the worst team in the NFL all of a sudden. Um, So, not a, if it works out, then then hats off to him. Then that's definitely, I think, the smart thing to do. I just 
I would have to feel confident if I'm the Texans ownership and management that that is what's going to happen for me to have wanted to fire Coley. But that's definitely an interesting theory and uh, could definitely see it being the truth. But yeah. uh, I think it's, I think it's something to consider. I don't think Brian Flores would be going to the worst team. However, that would be the Jags. Yeah, I meant just uh, like the worst team roster and setup wise. I think in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence has looked. I mean, not not amazing. Maybe not the number one quarterback after a year, um, as far as rookies. But he's looked good. He's had some. Trying to. He's had some negative. He might be. A he's closer to a bust than to really good. And he's closer to a bust than has looked like a number one. At least. He's closer to a bust than he's looked like a number one pick. He's looked better than Davis Mills. No, he hasn't. That's yes, he has. No, he totally has looked better than Davis Mills. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> but, okay, I, I didn't realize that was going to be a point of contention, but I totally disagree <laughs> with you. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I, I think Jacksonville, I would rather have Trevor Lawrence, and I think Jacksonville is willing to uh, – they're at least not a dysfunctional – or as dysfunctional, I think, of a franchise. There's a lot of um, stories about Texans management um, throughout the years that make me nervous about wanting to would, – would make me nervous about going to the Texans franchise if I was um, ever, for some reason, ever asked. But, um, yeah, that's why I would go to Jacksonville, where I think Shad Khan is going to make whoever the coach is there. Uh, I think he's going to give them a lot of power. I think he is desperate to turn that Jacksonville team around. But – you know, maybe he's scarred after Urban. Maybe he's maybe he's going to try to do it all himself. Who knows? Um, but yeah, definitely some interesting thoughts. But I would definitely, if I'm Brian Flores, uh, not be picking either of those teams. <laughs> 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 but maybe him and Nick Casario are that tight. Who knows? But anyways, um, anything you wanted to add before we move on, and that's the and uh, move on with I guess to the the show being over. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to add before we end the show? Uh, no need to. Just wanted to give you a chance. No, I just wanted to add that Trevor Lawrence had twelve touchdowns on the year. He yeah, dude, he was he was bad. I ain't denying that. <laughs> yeah, he's bad. I, no, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, uh, I. Yeah, I, I thought Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence was uh, not the number one pick going into the draft or in last year. I'm just going to say that. So not that much of a shock to me anyways. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Zach Wilson hasn't necessarily been amazing, but at least at the end of the year he showed flashes. But, you know, that's a, that's a conversation for another pod. I appreciate everybody staying with us, and uh, hopefully your team made the playoffs, and if so, good luck to them. And uh, – Hope you make all the best playoff bets and playoff picks. We will see you next time.